everyone and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. How are you doing? That's what I want to know. I know I want to know how are people doing? We are in the season of change. Fall has begun and there's so much change with the weather which makes us pay attention because we don't have control over that. There's so much change in work and life and community. There's a lot of stuff going on. Everyone I talk to has shared that there's a swirl of energy right now. And I wonder, as I'm checking in with you, how are you feeling? What, what is, what's the swirl feel like for you? And how are you able to find calm, if you can, in the midst of all that's going on. Isn't that the challenge? You know, we want to be able to be grounded and free at the same time. Those things often feel like they're completely opposite of each other. To be grounded, you know, to put your, have your feet on the ground, to feel solid, to feel like you are consciously moving about your life with great intention and focus, and also to be free. For some people, the notion of being free can actually seem reckless. Well, I could just do anything I want, whenever I want, because I'm free. That is not the freedom that I'm talking about. What I am talking about, what I want you to think about when you think of being grounded and free, grounded helps you to be anchored in who you are, in what you believe, and what matters to you in your world. Free means being able to savor whatever experience is right in front of you because you're paying attention and you're looking through the lens of what you value. As you look through the lens of what you value, where's the joy? Where's the inspiration? Where's the potential? Where's the possibility? Now, if you just look, open your eyes and just see everything and don't have any kind of filter on it, what often happens is that there's such an influx of information, you don't know which way to turn, what to notice, what to see. And I've told this story before, but I remember walking down the street one day with my husband in New York City. So there's always a lot to see here. And I noticed something awful. I don't even remember what it was, but there was something 
unsightly that was going on. And I pointed, I said, George, look, look over there, look at that. And he diverted his gaze from whatever he was looking at to look at what I was pointing out to him. And then he said, why would you show that to me? Why would you point that out to me? I don't want to see that. I only want to take in the beautiful things, the things that fill my spirit, the things that satisfy my soul. And you don't need to point out something that is inconsequential and also uh, undesirable. That was a really good point. And I, and I want to go into that point for a moment because what he isn't saying or meaning is, you know, don't notice the things in life that need attention and input and nurturing and support. He wasn't saying ignore the bad things in the world that need our attention to change. He wasn't saying that. He was just, I was pointing out something that was unattractive, undesirable. And he's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to have that in my vision. I don't want to have to try to un. I tried to forget that, to unsee that. And so when, as I'm talking about this now, I want you to think about when you look through a grounded lens, one that is uh, filled with your values, that is sharpened by your values, then you're going to see certain things that you might not otherwise notice because you weren't paying attention, because you cannot notice everything. So this weekend, my daughter was in town. You know, I'm thrilled that she came to visit with us and her friends. And we decided to go for a drive because that is what we like to do as a family. And she loves getting in the car and going somewhere. So we went for a drive and went to a beautiful place uh, about an hour and a half north of where we live. So we were able to see the fall colors. We were able to see the beautiful trees as they're turning red and golden and ultimately will turn brown. But right now they're red and golden. We went to see a really fine uh, art museum with contemporary art and got to explore that and have a lot of fun looking at abstract pieces and imagining what we thought they were. It was wonderful. And what I realized in the moment is that we were doing something that I treasure, which is savoring the moment. We were being in that moment all the way, like on the, the drive up, enjoying the conversation, enjoying looking out the window at all the sights that we could see, including the magnificence of nature. When we got into the town, into the museum, we just were able to explore and there weren't too many people. So it felt very intimate. And then we had a fantastic meal. And throughout this time, we were being present. We were enjoying whatever came in each moment. There was peace, there was happiness, there was delight. There was not frustration, irritation, uh, agitation, impatience, none of that. It wasn't there. That wasn't even part of the day. Instead, the day was filled with 
savoring each moment, appreciating that we were together in the moment, and just allowing ourselves to be. I loved it so much that I wanted to share this idea with you of savoring the moment. How often do we make the mistake of being so focused on what's next that we don't even see what's in front of us? Probably all of us have done that at some point. This summer I was at a lovely um, outdoor party at the home of good friends of ours um, out on, on the beach. And it was the end of summer. So this was one of the last parties that any of us would be attending in that environment because it really is a summer community. And I saw a man who I was having you know, a nice light conversation with. And I said, so how are you? And we were, everyone was having big smiles. We were happy. It was a beautiful, warm day, not too warm, but really nice. And he said, I'm happy, but I'm sad. So I said, well, what, are you, what are you sad about? He said, it's almost over. Summer's almost over. And I'm just sad for it to end. And I said, well, are you happy right now? Because I want you to know this was such an incredible day. Like we were, but there, I'm, there were probably 60 or 70 people. It was outside, so you felt safe. People were hugging, they hadn't seen each other in a long time, or maybe they had. And maybe it was, oh, this is my last embrace with you in this place by the end of the summer. But the joy was palpable. And this man was feeling sad. And it was so curious to me. So I said, well, are you happy right now? He said, yes, I am happy right now. I said, well, isn't that enough? Can't you just be happy right now? And then enjoy this moment. Savor this moment. Make sure that you make eye contact with all the people that you care about who are here. Meet somebody you haven't met before. Just taking the day, taking a deep breath and feel the day. Be grateful for where you are. I was so grateful to be in that place, in that moment. It was a spectacular moment. And he looked at me and he said, hmm, well, that's a good idea. I could do that. And I was happy that I was struck with that thought when he told me he was happy and sad, claim the happy, claim the joy, savor the moment. Why put yourself in a position that is somewhere down the line where you think you're not gonna be happy? Where the loss of the environment may be so um, distressing for you that whatever joy you might have in the next moment you're going to feel you don't because you're not in the same place. That thing that people do to think through things perhaps too much, to compare this moment to that, to evaluate whatever may lie ahead compared to where you are with sadness and remorse is unnecessary. 
I promise you, worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, worrying about a loss that hasn't occurred yet is using your brain and your heart against your good potential, against whatever it is that you think would, would be good that would happen for you. This is not the way. Don't do that. Put your feet on the floor, on the ground, feel the moment, open your eyes, looking through the lens of your own values, and then decide to savor whatever good is before you, whatever it is. You know, this is a lesson that my mother has taught my sisters and me since we were little kids. And we were, well, I'll say over the past month and a half, I have gone home just about every weekend to be with my mother. First was because she was quite ill. And then she rallied to come to family events and she was bright and sunny and grateful and happy. But even in the most tender moments, one of those, we were, I was sitting with her in the hospital and she was not feeling well. She was in the hospital because she didn't feel well. And we were just talking and having a wonderful reverie, remembering times when I was young and she was taking care of me in very particular ways. I was remembering how she made it possible for me to go to Howard University and my daughter who just started college, how I felt it was my responsibility. My husband and me, yes, but in this case, I really felt it was my responsibility to make sure that whatever she needed, that I had to figure out how to make it happen because that's what my mother did. And I was reminding her of this story. It was so sweet to remember that even in this moment when she was super fragile and we didn't know what the next moment would bring because we don't know, but she was quite ill, so we really didn't know. What we did was savor the moment. We talked about connections between things that had occurred with us in the past and what was happening in the present right now in our family. We extracted joy in a moment that otherwise could have been very uh, tense and filled with worry and fear, and it was not. We decided to savor a moment that crossed generations. And I just wanna point out how powerful that can be. It's about where you choose to cast your gaze. Are you going to cast your gaze looking at something that worries you? Are you going to lament the state that you're in and do a why me? Are you going to point your finger and point out all the bad things that you see? Are you going to point your finger and blame someone else for the state that you're in? There's so much finger pointing that goes on in our world. When we don't feel good, when we're uncomfortable, when we aren't certain about what's next 
and we feel contracted, we often point our finger. We often point our finger and say, "Mm -mm, somebody else is responsible for the moment that I'm in. And I'm mad as you know what, with that other person, that other entity. Well, you've heard me say before, when you find yourself pointing your finger, wrestle that finger around as hard as it might be and point it at yourself and ask yourself, what is my role in this moment? How did I get here? What what did I do? How am I responsible for getting to this place? Not whose fault is it, but how am I responsible and how can I get out of it? How can I move beyond the moment that we're in? Somehow, when you own the moment for yourself, you are able to be more grounded and free. That's how we started this engagement today, talking about being grounded and free at the same time. When you own the moment that you're in, this happened. I'm here because of all of these things. And Some of them may be great. Some of them may be not so great. But whatever they are, I'm here because I made choices. I had thoughts. I said words. I put myself in this moment. Whatever this moment is, what can I savor from it? Where is the good in this moment? Can I find it? Can I access it? So why don't we do a little accessing of this moment right now? We'll do a little little mini meditation now. So please, everybody, put your feet flat on the floor, hopefully with shoes off if you can. Really ground your feet into the floor as if you are touching them on earth. Push, push your feet down with the balls of your feet, the heels. Push them down. Get solid footing and sit up straight. Elongate your spine. You can put your thumb and forefingers together and put them on your knees. And just breathe. 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 Allow yourself to deepen your breath just a bit so that you Feel the air, the oxygen moving in and out of your body. Not just on the surface, but deeply into your lungs. Fill your lungs with air. And then exhale slowly. Breathe fully. And as you're breathing into your being, allowing yourself to be fully present just for a few minutes. Stop thinking about the clock. Stop thinking about what you have to do in a few minutes. Just be here in this moment now. Breathe. And ask yourself, what can I savor? in this moment? What can I savor about this moment right now? 
With your eyes closed, pan the moment. You woke up today. How are you feeling? What's going on in your world today, now? What challenges are before you? What competencies do you have that will help you to face those challenges? What joy is present in your day right now? What does that joy look like? When you want to access joy, where do you go? Where can you go right now to access that joy? Is it a thought? Is it accessing your breath? Is it practicing forgiveness? Is it remembering that today is a new day and you can go through this day with clarity and grace? Is it remembering that there are people in the world who love you and want the best for you? How can you savor this moment right now? Let's say something really uncomfortable is happening right this minute. How do you savor the moment in the midst of discomfort? Is it sharing a memory? Is it being grateful for being here now in the midst of challenge? Is it looking for the goodness in the discomfort? Is it remembering to think about others, especially when you're feeling down? Is it looking at the world through the lens of service? What helps you to savor the moment? What can help you to savor the moment right now? Ask yourself, how can I savor this moment right now? Listen, what is the voice inside telling me? Very gently now, open your eyes. What came up for you? How can you savor the moment? For me, what came up was to just be still. Sometimes I'm moving so fast that I don't always notice that I'm in a moment. Does that happen to you? And I meditate, it doesn't matter. Sometimes that, I'm, that pace is so fast, there's so many things on the list that pausing is something that I don't give myself a chance to do. What about you? What came up for you? What came up to help you savor the moment? I want to share, you know, I always find quotes. Here's one from 
Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She says, I save her life. When you have anything that threatens life, it prods you into stepping back and really appreciating the value of life and taking from it what you can. Let me share that one more time. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor says, I save her life. When you have anything that threatens life, it prods you into stepping back and really appreciating the value of life and taking from it what you can. You know, I've heard people say that when they have faced death, when they've been very ill and almost died, but survived, that it has given them a new lease on life. I'm sure you've heard that saying. And for some people, it means writing their steps, choosing to do things differently, and being consistent about it. For some other people, you know, when, when there's loss, when someone you love deeply passes away or moves away and is gone, and the pain is deep, what do you do? Do you hold on to the pain or do you make the decision to heal in that moment, to allow yourself to grieve, to allow yourself to experience all the feelings and then to move forward, to not hold on, to save her life. That's what Sonia Sotomayor said, I save her life. When you have anything that threatens life, it prods you into stepping back and really appreciating the value of life and taking from it what you can. That's like what my mother was saying in this moment, right now, no matter what's happening, you can savor something. You can savor the greatness of that moment. You can savor the potential for the future. You can have hopes and dreams, absolutely. You can have hopes and dreams and you can savor what is right there in that second. You know, I read a, a, an entry from a woman who recently passed away, but a friend of hers posted it and she was talking about death. She had um, some kind of terminal cancer. And she said, don't mourn me. I lived a great life and everybody dies, all of us. So it was my time. But all of the wonderful things that I experienced, I experienced. I had those things. I had great relationships. I had great moments even leading up to the moment of passing because it was my choice to live. And so I share with all of you, no matter what is going on in your life, and I mean that, and I don't, I'm not taking anything that may be happening to you and your loved ones lightly. I am not. And I'm saying no matter what is going on, it is possible to savor the moment. It is possible to extract the goodness out of the moment that you are in and to share it with loved ones. 
to find grace, to find God's presence, to find peace, even in the most challenging of circumstances. I invite you to look through that lens. That will help you to be grounded and free at once. That will help you to access joy, even if you are living in a space of sadness or tension. It can help you to relax, to breathe, if you remember to save a life. So I thank you for spending this time with me. I just wish all the great things for you. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Thank you.